1: Enlightenment. This is the Glenn Back Program. Stu! Stu! just got back from uh, vacation, so to speak, and uh, he said that he had spent a lot of time mm. thinking about, you know, economic disaster. Which right. What, what do you, you had you a do? blast. Yeah. You had a blast. <laughs> <Does> <laughs> do people do other <laughs> things on vacation? <laughs> we have Carol Roth here. Um, she has been working on... Recession, stagflation, depression, what are we headed towards? And what do we do about it? We talk to Carol Roth in 60 seconds. The last time the Tuttle Twins gave away a free book from their incredible series, 17,000 People, just like you took advantage of this deal. This time around, I'd like to see if we can uh, double that or even triple it because this is such an important book. They're giving it away right now, the Tuttle Twins, and their spectacular show business. You know, there's one thing to say, you know, as a kid, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and start a lemonade stand. What do you really learn about business with a lemonade stand? I mean, unless you really take it seriously. And you're usually too little to really take it seriously. This will help the littlest among us, and honestly. High school students probably some college students could learn uh, from this book as well the spectacular show business by um, the Tuttle twins the Tuttle twins They're these uh, kids that decide they want to go into business for themselves and their parents help them do it the right way We are living in a time right now where our kids don't understand the free market and don't want to take a risk this will explain why it's worth taking a risk you and your kids need to read this book. Should be in every home. You'll get it for free. Just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. Carol Roth. Uh, she, is, uh, she is the author of The War on Small Business. A former recovering investment banker, as she likes to say. Uh, more and more experts are saying that the U.S. is headed towards a recession. I wanted to get her look at that today. Welcome, Carol.
2: Hey, Glenn, how are you? And I'm so bummed to hear that Stu spent his vacation thinking about economic collapse. You're supposed (laughs) to go to the spa and do some water skiing. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, you you know, in your book, The War on Small Business, you talk about all the things that, you know, the draconian things that our government did to shut businesses down, uh, small businesses, etc. But also you know they did all of this extra spending and everything else and here we are at the end and they were trying to revo- avoid a recession and it looks like we're going to get one anyway
2: this is the key point glad I'm so glad you brought it up because not enough people are speaking about this this was all for nothing, We were told we're going to support the market by printing trillions. We're going to throw trillions into relief. We're going to make all of these decisions and it's going to help the economy. Well, where are we? We saw a historic transfer of wealth from Main Street to Wall Street. Now we're seeing Wall Street giving those gains back. We have huge amounts of inflation, the consumers hurting. And at the end of the day, we're going to have an economy that if it doesn't hit, recession is certainly limping along. So they did all of these things for the outcome that we're ultimately going to have to go through anyway.
1: So it's all for naught. Carol, I don't think people understand what is coming yet. And I don't know if you can explain it. This is just my just just common sense here. Looking, China is so backed up. What we went through when we closed our ports and and stopped shipping things, that was was nursery school, it seems, compared to what we are going to be seeing on the horizon. When does this shutdown of any boats going to and from uh, China, when does that hit us?
2: Well, I certainly think um, that it has hit us already and, you know, it's going to continue to bleed into the numbers. I think the big question with China is what's next for China and what's next for the world. Um, and that's sort of the the outside Case scenario. I mean, there's a, a really bad case here that I hopefully wouldn't want to start with. It, it's sort of the possibility versus the probability of some sort of a war scenario. Um, but Wh- in
1: terms wait, 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 wait. Why do you say that?
2: Well, <laughs> if you look at the unrest that has been going on, I certainly don't think that that was just you know coming out of, of nowhere. I think that the the chaos is intentional. I think um, food insecurity and the starvation of hundreds of millions of people are going to end up leading to unrest. And we have about a 30-day window. Uh, You may, may or may not know that the farmers in Ukraine have been planting and trying to get this wheat crop um, you know t- t- yeah to 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 be able to come to market the problem is that the baltic sea which is where all of the cargo containers are shipped out of is completely surrounded by the russian navy so that has to come out by about the middle of june and if we don't that's going to send out a domino effect through all different kinds of countries you're already seeing a little bit of that like in sri lanka But you're going to see Kenya, you're going to see Lebanon, you're going to see Chad, you're going to see Niger, you're going to see Cameron, you're going to see all of these places with, you know, huge populations in many cases, not be able to feed their population. We know that that is going to lead to unrest. Many of them actually have a lot of weapons. So what does that mean? They're likely to do. They're going to probably try and go infringe on somebody else's food supply, and it's just going to end up in the spiral. Or... If we have, you know, one of the folks in NATO try to get involved in this Baltic Sea situation and Russia doesn't go for that, you know, that could happen. I mean, there are so many different moving parts and story in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend is that China is telling members of the Communist Party to pull everything they have, investments, real estate from foreign places around the world. Why, Glenn, would China be shoring up the, the communist party not having exposure to assets around the world. Well, <laughs> you can connect those dots, right?
1: Gosh, Carol, you, you I, know. I mean, I'm that like is, guess. that is terrifying, terrifying. And, no. and that, does that mean here in the United States, all of the land and everything that they own here, they're, they're telling their people to even here, pull it out.
2: This is the, the, what I read in the journal, there's a piece I'll actually send it to you cause I'm sure you're going to want to take a deep dive yeah. into it. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, because of the sanctions that happened, um, with the freezing of not only Russia's reserves, but the confiscation of all of the oligarchs assets that they're now warning everybody. Now that doesn't mean that, that these folks are going to actually comply and do it and that they don't have relatives and, you know, shell yeah. companies or what, whatnot. But that just sends a signal to me as why would they not want that exposure unless they were planning to be aggressive and worried that we might put some kind of sanctions on them? And why would we put Mm. some kind of sanctions on China? The whole situation, just there is this outlier, you know, within some period of time, that's a bad down case scenario.
1: So the um, the news that I saw this weekend is the State Department. Now, Pentagon is denying it, but the State Department is out of control. State Department said there are plans for the U.S. to sink the Russian Baltic fleet. (laughs) I mean, that is absolutely an act of war if we are even just helping them uh, target these things. Um, But that seems more probable If we are looking at the world starving to death.
2: Yeah, I mean, it may be trading one level of war for another level of war, Um, and I'm certainly no foreign policy expert, so I'm saying this just, you know, as a a person reading the news, not with anybody that has any special insight. But that may be what they're thinking. They need to clear that path. They need to get that food out because the scope of war that they might have with Russia and all the folks who are aligned against Russia and, and trying to starve people versus the scope that you know, if if all of these countries around the world are facing starvation. That may be the trade-off, but hopefully, you know, they have about a month, you know, some sort of diplomacy here would go a long way. And I remember when we had a president that was really good at that, and we didn't have these kinds (laughs) of issues.
1: I will tell you that uh, I've talked to a friend in um, someplace in Africa, and he said, we are not being trained for war in Ukraine. We are being trained to protect the government's Uh, In Africa, because they're going to they're all going to come down that kind of chaos. First of all, that's not what our military should be doing. But this kind of chaos, what will that do to us?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, you know that's the kind of scenario because of the proximity. You know, not for us, but for our allies to the centers of, of all of these things happening. Um, you know, it, it seems when we have these really big wars, they all all the roads lead back to Europe, and Europe's already in a bad situation. Um, and so it seems like that may be the convergence of, of where it is, and we get dragged in um, potentially that way. And we all know um, that war is. Not a good thing for our national debt, for our economy, for humanity. I mean, there's no good that comes out of this. Um, but it certainly seems like that the the powers that be that want to create chaos and want to support um, you know some sort of dislocation in the world that they're they're doing a really good job of obsessing that out right now.
1: So, uh, I, I I said on the air last week, I, I'm not. I would just like to uh, have in the next five years, I just like to have the money that I, that I currently have. I don't need to make, you know, I mean, I would love to make for my retirement, you know, investment that, that, you know, grows, but I'm so afraid. And I've heard this from so so many people, they have no idea. If you leave it in the bank, you lose. If you leave it in the stock market, you're going to lose at least on the short term. If I'm, 20 or 30, you know, I leave it in the stock market. But if you're my age going on 60, you're not leaving it on this in the stock market, but where do you put it?
2: You know, this is a conversation that's being had, um, you know, with everybody, even the people at the you know topmost echelons of society that have all kinds of cash and and really will be in a fine place. Don't have the perfect idea of where to put it because of all of these risks. And certainly, um, again, this is not financial advice, but there are. You know, some things that you can be at least researching and thinking about. One thing that I wrote about um, on the Blaze site a couple of weeks ago in response to a question, Glenn, was something that is a savings bond called I-bonds. I don't know if you've heard of these, but this is a government um, series savings bond that sort of combines a face value and an inflation adjusted um, parameter to it. And it adjusts every six months. But right now it's at 9.62%. Wow. Um, and that will adjust based on inflation. Now that the rub is, Um, If you go online and it's, I believe it's treasurydirect.gov, you have Mm -hmm. to open an account with the treasury if you want to do it online. The cap is $10,000 per social security number per year. Um, And then if you do the electronic, or excuse me, the the paper piece, which you can do through the IRS, I think it's a $5,000 cap. But that's at least, you know, if you you have a few years because you get a penalty, I think it's after three, you have to keep it in for like at least three years and it does readjust. But if you want to have at least some inflation protection, you know, you can look into doing something like that. Um, certainly as a hedge to your portfolio, as we've talked about many times, having um, you know, precious metals having gold and silver as a hedge, particularly for that you know downside scenario, I think is really important. Um, if you have the opportunity to invest in property and land, um, some land has tax benefits. it talks to a tax attorney. that's an opportunity. I
1: have to tell you, uh, i I think that uh, I think most people are now starting to say, how am I gonna, I mean, Carol, let me take a quick break and then come back and and ask you, what does it mean to our economy if we hit $6, which I think we will this summer, $6 a gallon gasoline? If we hit $9, $10 a gallon of diesel, what does that do? Uh, We'll be back in just a second. Carol was just saying about having some uh, gold or silver, and I can't recommend this highly enough. If you have any savings at all, I don't care if it's a hundred dollars, ten dollars of that should be into something gold or silver. Ten percent is not is not unreasonable, especially at this time. You need something that will hold its value, and every day you leave your money in the bank or in the stock market. Um, and again, this is not financial advice. I look at it as you're losing. You're losing that money, especially just sitting in the bank. Inflation is just eating it up. I would like you to uh, call Goldline and find out about the uh, specials that they have right now. They're offering you a pre-Memorial Day special that includes a free half-ounce platinum coin that commemorates the War of 1812, better known as America's Second War of Independence. They're also including free silver with their weekly special. So call Goldline today and find out how to get a hold of these items and protect your future. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. (laughs) We're talking to Carol Roth. Carol, if if we have six dollar a gallon gasoline for three months, I don't know how the average person makes it.
2: Yeah, it's um it's really tough scenario, and it's tough on an individual level, and it's tough on the entire co- economy, which has a spiraling impact because we have a seventy percent consumer based economy. Um, they are assuming the fact that we are going to a- avoid a recession on the back of the consumer, which means that your savings are going happen. to go down. Your debt is going to go up. And so they saved the economy by putting the consumer a sudden, in a bad position. Yeah. P- position, And that is just completely not OK. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's I want you to t-
1: explain that. Say that again, because I think people really under- need to understand the idea of not going into a recession the fed is intentionally impoverishing the average american that's yes. their that's their plan
2: yes it's on the back of you they're looking to the average american consumer to save them from what they have done either way it's a bad outcome for the consumer but if you save them it's because you have wound down your savings. It's because you've increased your credit card and other debts in order to continue to spend so they can say, look, we were able to save the economy. So it is on your back. We are the ones that are carrying them, and they are not being held accountable for all of this damage and all of this destruction that they have done, which was entirely intentional and entirely unavoidable.
1: So I I learned this during the uh, collapse of 08 uh, that... The West is not mathematically built to um, uh, to tolerate 100 to 120 dollars a barrel for oil for very long. The whole thing, just all the math just starts to fall apart. Um, I don't know what we're paying per barrel, but I know what gas is costing. And when uh, when rich people are saying, holy cow, the average person is counting their pennies and their nickels and their dollars and and deciding where to go how long does this last before you're you're spending all your money just on food and gas
2: yeah, I think this is a question of the haves and have nots. And we've talked a little bit about this before, is that economists and you know, the folks at the banks, when they talk about the consumer, you know, that's a composite, that's an average that is brought up by the very wealthy that are doing very well. But for you know, the the average American, they're not going to be doing well. And we've already started to see this in the numbers from places like Target and Walmart in the last quarter, not just, you know, we're, we're sitting in this quarter right now. This was last quarter. People are starting to make those trade-offs, the things that they absolutely need to have versus the things that they would like to have. And I think unfortunately for many Americans, that's gonna be the scenario for quite some time, you know, definitely this year, probably into next year. And depending on, you know, what happens on a geopolitical front, maybe even longer, is that you're going to be focused on the necessities, the things that you need to get by. And the rest of that is going to go by the wayside. The the only, the bright, the skinniest kid at fat camp bright spot here, uh, uh, Glenn, the is dollar. that it, at least, well, not the do- that that's not in a recession plan that actually works against us, but of all the things that we have where there's a supply and demand imbalance, at least in food, We may not have choices here, but at least there will be something to eat there. That supply, demand and balance around the world, again, as we talked about before, means that there are going to be other people who are facing the same kind of issues and they're not going to be able to eat.
1: And that includes everybody south of our border. uh, And with an open border, it could get very ugly very fast. Carol, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I think the thing that really we all need to take away is the next the next 10 weeks is crucial. Uh, do, does Ukraine, do the farmers get all of that food out into the Baltic Sea without Russia obstructing it or us going to war? If they don't, there is going to be massive starvation uh, in Africa and all kinds of chaos. So the next 10 weeks... Pray for the Baltic to open up so we can get that food to Africa or wherever it needs in peace. Carol Roth, thank you so much. We'll talk again back in a minute.
0: The Glenn Back Program.
1: American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org I don't think that improved my mood much uh i'm ready to go back on vacation <laughs> if you're uh, carrying a balance on your credit cards and trying to get out of debt now is the time to consider a cash out refi of your mortgage the fed's about to raise rates again and that's going to cost you more than you're you know paying right now you take 10 minutes 10 minutes out of your day today and get a free mortgage review now if you're a homeowner your equity can help pay off any debt faster and at a lower rate. So that gets that out of your hair. Imagine paying less interest and in saving significant long term. That is something that we all have to do. Please, there's no obligation. They're not going to pressure you. There's no upfront or hidden fees. Um, whether you're, you're investing in property, you're buying a house, or you just want to see where you can save money, they will help you. American Financing 800-906-2440 close in as fast as 10 days 800-906-2440 AmericanFinancing.net The Great Reset available in stores
0: now by Glenn Beck go to glennsnewbook.com.
1: So last week while Stu you were gone um, it wasn't a good week for the For the Biden administration, Uh, a federal judge rejected uh, the uh, effort to uh, uh, pull back the COVID-19 restrictions on immigrants at the border. Stock market is bordering on bear territory. Inflation continues unabated. Economists are now talking about stagflation right around the corner. Fuel prices are rising to record levels. They're now uh, I think it was. It was J.P. Morgan that came out and said $6 a gallon gasoline nationwide this summer. Democrats are expressing their pessimism about the November midterm congressional election. Biden's influential friend, Jim Clyburn, is warning about the country and how it's going to explode over racism. President went to Buffalo last week to uh, offer sympathy to the families of the victims of the supermarket shooting. Reportedly sparked by racism, but at least one family member said he was tired of the president's words. Biden now off three-day jaunt to Asia to convince Japan and South Korea to trade more with the U.S. The Department of Homeland Security's new disinformation governing board was paused. It wasn't killed. Um, The obsession that this president has on reversing every decision President Donald Trump ever made... Continued with his decision to send around 500 U.S. troops to Somalia. Trump has taken the troops out of Somalia in 2020. We don't have any national interest in Somalia. And it's, uh, you know, I think it's, co- well, I thought it was common sense that we shouldn't be sending people into danger unless they're, it's vital to our national security interests. Biden's decision does nothing to benefit our national security and makes uh our guy's targets for terrorists. He's also removing many of Trump's restrictions on relations with Cuba. Food prices rose 9.4. The national average gasoline price per gallon uh, is continuing to rise. I mentioned that Uh, now everything is pointing to a serious recession while he invokes the defense production act to increase the supply of baby formula. But by doing that, It does literally nothing. The Defense Protection Act requires companies to supply what the government demands exclusively to the government. But you can't order a shipyard to produce baby formula. All the Defense uh, Act means in this case is that the companies already producing baby formula or can readily convert that to that production will produce under-government orders. If the FDA climbed off its red tape high horse and opened the baby food plants it had closed, the problem would be solved far more rapidly. This is according to uh, Gallup. This is their review of the week. Best news of the week is that the Disinformation Governance Board was put on hold, uh, and its leader resigned from the board. Unfortunately, Mike Chertoff, and the, uh, the former assistant attorney general, Gorlick, were put in charge to fix it. Meanwhile, the new press secretary, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre, debuted to lousy reviews. It wasn't her fault. Asked how Biden's idea of taxing the rich would, as Biden claimed, reduce inflation. She was stuck for an answer because there isn't an answer. That was his week last week. Now, we find out something else. We now have uh, had our first airlift of food to starving Americans. Uh, That sure makes me feel good. Uh, When it's completely unnecessary, by the way. Uh, And on Friday, the Wall Street Journal uh, talked about uh, the Durham investigation. And in one paragraph in the title piece in the piece titled Hillary Clinton did it. They said, uh, wow, you know, that uh, that whole Trump collusion thing that was, quote, the dirty trick for the ages. And this comes from the testimony that was shared by Robbie Mook Uh, testified. He testified that Clinton Quote, gave the green light for the campaign to disseminate the material despite shaky evidence, end quote. So now Robbie Mook has has um, implicated Hillary Clinton by name. She knew all about it and she gave the green light to it. Incredible piece of information that is unbelievable unbelievable now their case just so i understand it
0: is i believe that yes all of this happened however they just turned it over to the journalists to find out the truth they didn't know if it was true or not they didn't know it was false certainly they just wanted to make sure the journalists could right. look at this and get the answers and right. and and really make sure they could check on it which is
1: a fascinating... I mean, there. So who are the the unnamed sources from very high levels mm. that said... That had given it to them and had said that it was true? And we don't know that yet. Yeah, right? we don't know that, do no. we?
0: Wouldn't that be part of this investigation?
1: Hopefully it is. I, wish, I would imagine it is. Mm. Um, but according to uh, Mook's testimony, she knew. She knew what was going on. Listen to this. In short, the Clinton campaign created the alpha, the Trump alpha allegation... Fed it to a credulous press that failed to confirm the allegations, but ran with them anyway, then promoted the story as if it was legitimate news. The campaign also delivered the claims to the FBI, giving journalists another excuse to portray the accusations as serious and perhaps true. Most of the press will ignore this news, but the Russia Trump narrative that Mrs. Clinton sanctioned did enormous harm to the country, according to the Wall Street editorial board. It has disgraced the FBI, humiliated the press, and sent the country on a three-year investigation to nowhere. Vladimir Putin never came close to doing as much disinformation damage as the Clinton campaign did. And this is, Mm. I mean, what you just described is misinformation if we believe that. If we believe (laughs) that they had no idea that this wasn't true. So the Clinton campaign defense... Yes, is that this was just misinformation? Correct. That's the best they can do. We gave it out. We thought that that was true. Okay, disinformation is more likely. Now remember, the um, uh, the Justice Department is looking into not just misinformation, but they are concerned with dis and malinformation. Do you have the definition of
0: misinformation? Misinformation is false information being disseminated by someone who thinks it's true. If you think of maybe like an online conspiracy theorist who's deep in the world and, and thinks all these conspiracy theories are true. They honestly, earnestly believe they're true. Correct. But are disseminating what turns out to be false information. Correct. Okay. That's misinformation. Disinformation is false information being disseminated by someone who knows it's false the example that always pops into my mind for this particular one is Harry Reid saying Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. This is something he knew was, was, was ridiculously false, but kept saying it over and over again to harm Mitt Romney's candidacy. And he later time. admit after the election, mm. he said, hey, it worked.
1: Yeah, he knew it he was true. He knew was it wasn't true. He
0: knew he was lying, but yeah. his, he was trying to hurt the other candidate. Mm-hmm. And then malinformation is something that uses some kernel of truth. But is used intentionally to inflict harm. Here's my example on this one: Joe Rogan used the N word. Now they released a montage of him using the N word. He did say the N word, but it was you. So it was a kernel of truth. He did actually say it. However, in context, it was not at all what they said, and they used it intentionally
1: to try so to harm it's, him. it's it's also uh, when you go back to the Clintons and Trump, it is also the the Nazi rally. That Trump said there are some good people there. Well, he said that, but he wasn't talking about the Nazis. Right. And they knew that. Mm-hmm. They knew that. So this is, at best, misinformation. But I don't believe... The, what, the um, Justice Department said that the charge was ridiculous. When they saw the Alpha Bank stuff, they said it was absolutely ridiculous. They said it it showed that Donald Trump, his name was on all of the servers. His name was on all of the accounts. Now, if you're going to do something nefarious with Russia, you don't put your name on it. And even the FBI said he's smarter than that. I mean, they said this was so ridiculous that they had it solved by the afternoon and they got it in the morning. They said they completely dismissed it within a couple of hours. You're telling me that there's nobody in the Clinton campaign that could look at that's smart enough to look at something like that and say, that's absolutely not true. And then they went to the FBI, gave it to them while lying. This is this going to be another thing that Hillary Clinton gets away with? Because now you have it open up exactly what uh, Durham was trying to get, I think, Sussman to do, testify against the campaign uh, in exchange for some leniency. Robbie Mook did. He didn't need Sussman. Now Mook comes in and says, yeah, she knew all about it. She was the one who gave the green light. That's really, I mean, it really should be damaging. I don't know that it Not will be, just, I don't know
0: that she'll get it. I mean, I, I think you'd have to prove the suspicion she'll get away with it. False. You, like we have to assume at this point, yes, Hillary Clinton gets away with it. Correct. Because that is essentially the truth Sports we've happen. all lived with our entire lives. Yes. But I mean, and this, at the very least is I think hurting her, her standing at some level. Uh, you know, I don't think the, I don't think the democratic party even, likes the Clintons at this point. Like, I think they are sick of them. I mean, that's that's really, really erratic behavior from an actual candidate. This is someone who's been in the White House. This is someone Uh who has
1: been the Secretary of State. Vast right-wing conspiracy.
0: This is someone who should absolutely know better. And I don't even mean from the perspective of, well, she should act better. She should, be, uh, she should be more ethical. I don't, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about she should have layers of separation between herself and that why? decision.
1: She's never needed it. Oh, she got See, it. this is the problem. This is why our world is on mm-hmm. fire. And it's so easily the arsonists uh, right there, uh, that one and that person, <laughs> right. because they, they aren't hiding because they've never had to. They've Hmm. never had to. I guess that's true. I mean,
0: the Clinton had uh, cabal, if you will, has taken quite a hit, I think, on the Democratic side. They do not. They don't they don't view her as this wonderful figure that, oh, took a terrible, unfortunate loss. They view her as please go away and give us someone who can actually win. That's what they think Mm -hmm. of when they think of Hillary Clinton, which Mm -hmm. I think that's how I would view her. I wouldn't want her anywhere near my party if i happen to be in the democratic party but you know a a big part of this is not corruption incompetence losing races you should win yeah i mean that and people point to the trump one don't forget she also lost to
1: a guy who had been in the senate for nine minutes one last thing um elon musk tweeted Bet most people still don't know that a Clinton campaign lawyer using campaign funds created an elaborate hoax about Donald Trump and Russia makes you wonder what else is fake. Seven. Let me tell you about uh, relief factor. By the way, how's the uh, inflammation and the pain still? Uh, any any specific pain you're asking about? Or? That's OK. Never mind. Anyway, uh, relief factor, it works, and uh, and it will alleviate inflammation and, and pain, and it's like it never even happened. You know what I'm saying? What? Anyway, uh, here's what I would like you to do. If you are in pain, uh, let's say you just had some grueling surgery, you were shivved in the face or something, um, or in a fight with a pimp, you... I don't know for sure that this, well, I kind of do now. Anyway, Relief Factor can help you. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of the people that, you know, order it go on to order more because it works. I can testify. Stu just said he doesn't even know what I'm talking about relieffactor.com 800 for relief 800 for relief the three-week quick start developed just for you it's relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief feel the difference the
0: glenn back program
1: This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Tomorrow is another primary. Bunch of them. Get out and vote tomorrow in your primary. Uh, Georgia's the big one.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, kind of the one that's maybe had the most attention yeah it's it's been fascinating because the the media loves to write stories about donald trump's endorsements when they don't work i know like they were obsessed with the madison Cawthorn thing right and that was i think that's the only one isn't it the only one and the other the other one that's very close and not yet decided is the dr oz one which is was very close but again both candidates that were up at the top of there were both vying for his correct endorsement i mean you know he wanted picking dr oz but you know mccormick's wife worked inside the Trump administration. So, like, they were, you know, they were all sort of tight anyway. Right. Um, but you have, so this time you have Georgia, you have Kemp and Purdue going for the the Republican governor uh, nomination, which is interesting because Trump very early endorsed Purdue, does not like Kemp, obviously, who was saying that the election was, you know, not stolen. And that was obviously a high uh, point of interest for Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. so he wound up going with Purdue and recruited him to come out and run. He was a former senator there. Uh, recruited him to come out and run
1: and so far it looks like kemp is going to hold pretty easily if that happens that's the only thing you're going to hear about on wednesday yeah donald trump doesn't have the power (laughs) yeah and it's like it's like he's done a lot of other ones that went well yeah like all of them but one another
0: bizarre one however is the alabama race so uh, there was a a three-way race you have someone who used to be in the shelby administration you have another person who uh the black hawk down guy yeah and then you had mo brooks the re- representative who trump endorsed he was he was winning for a while then he started losing and trump bailed on the endorsement in march when he was at the bottom of the poll. Since then, Brooks has come back after losing the endorsement and is now right there in second place and may actually wind up going to a runoff to win this nomination after all. Bizarre.
1: Just a I mean, Just It's bizarre. Never Get ever. out and vote. Get out and vote tomorrow. More on that on tomorrow's broadcast.